Bibles with me tonight, please, and turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. You know, oftentimes when we greet one, one another, we say, how are you? And uh, oftentimes we use that uh, with not really intending to hear all the details about uh, how you really are. But uh, tonight, I want to ask, how are you spiritually? How are you? And again, that's something I want you to think about as we um, take again a look at this spiritual health checkup in Ephesians chapter 4. Let's begin reading there at verse 11. Re Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. By the way, um, you notice evangelist is listed there. Isn't it sad how many uh, churches no longer use the evangelist? And, uh, but that is uh, one of the things that God has given here as a, a gift, a calling, and we're thankful for it. But it is for along with these others for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of christ till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the son of god and really we've said this before but the only thing that re brings real unity is the word of god and remember today we're talking about this morning we're talking about wisdom the wisdom of god uh comes from a relationship with god comes from the knowledge of god's word and that is what brings unity there is disunity, there is chaos when we neglect the Word of God. But it goes on and um, it says there in verse 13, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children, in verse 14, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in what? in love speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head even christ from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working and the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love our heavenly father once again we just pray your will is done you take control of this service and god have your way in each of our hearts for it's in jesus name we pray amen uh, we started this last week. We talked about how important it is for uh, parents to take their infant child to the doctor for checkups, make sure everything's okay. And it's even more important, I believe, for us to occasionally take some time to do a little spiritual checkup on ourselves. How are we growing? How are we developing spiritually? And one of the things that will truly uh, be manifested in one's life that's growing spiritually, that's maturing uh, the way God intends for us to do, is that that person will be doctrinally stable. Uh, doctrinal stability is going to be evident in that one's life. Paul said this to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.16, Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this thou shalt uh, both save thyself and them that hear thee. And so it is so important, Paul reminding us that one way to know that we're growing uh, and becoming more Christ-like is that we have a settled knowledge of the written word of God. Are we able to give an answer for what we believe? Are, are we able to stand and, and uh, 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 speak what the truth of God's word is? Now, 
again, I just want to insert, as I mentioned this morning, it's not enough just to have the knowledge of the Bible. We must speak the truth in love. We're not gaining, trying to get knowledge of the Bible so we can beat someone in an argument or so that we can um, show our uh, wisdom. No, it's not for that at all. Uh, our purpose in, it really is never to get in an argument, it, but is to try to reach someone uh, with the uh, saving gospel. And we can't do that if we're not doctrinally stable. We cannot uh, face this world unless we know God's word. Um, and, and we are not comparing ourselves with others. That's what they do physically, isn't it? Well, let's see, your body weight is compared to the, uh, it's in the whatever percentile you should be at this weight and this height, or at this height you should be at this weight, and uh, so forth, all that, comparing with other people, not spiritually. We don't compare. Who do we compare ourselves to? Jesus Christ. He is the one that uh, we are to uh, compare ourselves to and to strive to be like. And then we saw the second thing is authentic relationship. And I think this is an important one. He says there in verse 15 uh, of our text, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. And I, that, those two words are an important combination, truth and love. If you really love someone, you're going to tell them the truth, but in the spirit of love. Um, if you're a real friend, you'll tell them something. If they're doing something that's going to harm themselves or harm others, you're going to speak up and talk to them about that and because they're your friend. A truth teller, a, a, a person that is a true friend, has the right kind of relationship, is not so concerned about what others think of them, but is concerned about God being honored and glorified through it all. Look, you're the individual, if you're the kind that is honest, tells the truth in love, even though it may not be what they want to hear at the time, down the road a ways, you're the one they're going to talk about. Say, you know, if it wasn't for so-and-so, if they didn't confront me and tell me the truth, I don't know where my life would be tonight. And thank God for people who do that in the right spirit uh, because of love. They love that individual too much to see them ruin their life, their marriage, their uh, ministry, whatever it may be. And so to be... Uh, to be growing in the Lord. and So are, how, how are you doing? Are you, um, are you spiritually healthy tonight? Now you know better than anyone. You know how it is physically. We, uh, there are some people that are pretty good at hiding their physical condition. You never know that they're in pain. You never know that they're, uh, they may feel awful. But um, then there's others that just want to tell you all about it. They're whining constantly. And but here spiritually, we can cover it up. Sure, we may look okay, but you know if there's a problem there. And so the third thing, evidence of spiritual maturity, is full participation in the body of Christ. Look at verse 16 again, if you would, where Paul says that the whole body, the church, is fitly joined together, compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working, the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Each part does its work. Now, 
I want you to note there's a, a couple words here. Uh, the word whole, the word uh, 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 every. Maturing believers, healthy believers, spiritual believers, understand the importance of this here. They know they're one of the individual parts of the whole. One of the ind individual parts and that their relationships fit into the whole called the body of Christ, the local, the local church. And so they know they are specifically gifted that God has placed them where they are and they have a part to do in the body of Christ. They also know that if they move, if they go to another location, that one of the first things they are going to do is find a good church where they can plug themselves into right away and be involved in that ministry. And so how anyone could believe, you know, you think about our bodies, they, uh, they understand that Christianity, uh, 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 a mature believer understands that Christianity is not a spectator sport. Not at all. Uh, that uh, they are fully engaged in the ministry, in the mission work of God. As a Christian, we all are to be that way, participating fully. And um, our bodies contain, boy, all kinds. I, you know, I thought about all the doctors who you go to. You have a doctor for this part, doctor for that part. All the different parts of our body, it seems like there's just hundreds of different types of doctors. And so there's an endless list of organs and cells and systems and subsystems and all these, these parts of the body fulfill a vital function. And when it comes to... Uh, keeping that body healthy, healthy, they all work together. How anyone could believe that our bodies, the human body, just evolved uh, out of nothing, that it just happened uh, by accident, uh, is beyond me. It's, 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 it takes more faith to believe that than uh, to believe that God did it all. But, you know, the older I get, and, and the spiritually speaking, the older I get, and I, the more I understand that the local body of Christ is just as complex as the human body. Uh, there, I mean, there are tons of jobs. Even in a small country church like this, there are many things that uh, can be done and should be done. And, and each one of those functions, they contribute to the health, the spiritual health of the church, the body of Christ that we call the Novice Baptist Church. And I, I'm talking about everything from giving the visitor a warm greeting, a handshake, and welcoming them to church, uh, uh, to maybe having prayer with someone that's lost a loved one. Uh, uh, I'm talking about preaching a sermon, teaching a class. I'm talking about uh, even doing things online, updating the website. Um, I know Mildred does that. and and the Facebook and all those things. Uh, yard work, um, I'm talking about washing those sheets and towels that after an evangelist or missionary stays, uh, operating sound equipment, no, that's sometimes an area where we lack. Uh, I think, wouldn't it be great to have a choir? It would be, I know it'd be great, George thinks it'd be great to have someone singing every Sunday. I do too, by the way. And not everyone is gifted with song. I understand that, or the ability to sing. But, you know, that's one good thing about a choir. We can all get in there, and you can, you can cover up the Barney Fives. 
and uh, you know you can you can sing and and just sing unto the Lord but um, there's all kinds of, of things youth work uh, I, I could go on and on I mean we we do not believe in the the, the different things that have to be done um, that that it has to be done by uh, someone hired but that we are are serving the Lord in these things and and these things are all work together to help the church function properly to help it be spiritually healthy and so that's how we can be a uh, that shows our spiritual growth because we are involved and um, so my point is that mature believers that is healthy Christians they understand this principle so they are fully involved um, you don't have to do any arm twisting you, you don't have to talk them into it they know that as a, a member of one body they have a responsibility of part of the local church we belong to one another uh, we belong and uh, we affect one another as in the decisions that we make and and we must remember this too we need one another uh, so that individual knows that this body just doesn't accidentally evolve that uh, but that God specifically designed us gifted us put us together so that we could function healthy spiritually be healthy and do the tasks that God has called us to do individually but uh, corporately as a church so they're not just hearers of the word they're doers they uh, want to obey the Lord now unfortunately um, this is an aspect of Christianity uh, the Christian maturity that has become more and more rare I mean think about it I, I don't say this to be judgmental but I, I, I rather and lovingly I want to say too many Christians these days just attend church they don't um, they don't get involved and that should not be I'm just saying as a mature believer we should be fully involved uh, they many don't participate and uh, and as a result of that by the way our participation in the local body of Christ is going to help our spiritual health and so if we're not doing that then it's going to affect negatively our spiritual health and and so it's uh, gonna work the other way around uh, and then as a result of that the church suffers so we must understand our responsibility before God and before our community let me ask you are you involved let me ask you are you doing what God wants you to do you may be here tonight and say, Pastor, I really have no idea what I can do. Well, maybe we ought to get together and find out what, what you can do. Find a place to, uh, that you can plug yourself in and, and serve the Lord in this area. Or you maybe some, I'm, I'm afraid too many people look at it like this. They're in a church. They're kind of like uh, a dating relationship. And they're not willing to make that commitment. Uh, you know, they they're involved in the relationship they're here but they're not really wanting to make a commitment remember the whole body the church is healthy if it is fitly joined together compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part you are each one of those parts and and someone said attendance is a poor substitute for participation in ministry and it's true 
It's not uh, good enough just to show up. Can you imagine if that's how we did our jobs, where we work? We go up, okay, I'm here, and that's all we plan. Okay, now give me the paycheck, that's it. No, we, showing up is not enough. You've got to do something. And uh, the Lord does want us to work. That's part of our spiritual growth. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. Well, don't stop there. Look at verse 10. We were created to, to be a, a worker, a servant. So God didn't save us to sit in the pew. God didn't save us to watch church on TV. And, uh, I, you know, nothing wrong with that when that happens. Praise the Lord for that uh, ministry. But, um, but God wants us to be here and be involved. So he gifted you. How did he gift you? What spiritual gift do you have? Now, you should be able to answer that. And then, once you know that, are you using that for God? Are you uh, using that to serve him? And don't be satisfied with just coming. And I, I should, I really should be preaching this on Sunday morning, right? And, uh, but you'll never be content are fulfilled in your Christian life by just showing up. And then you'll never grow spiritually until you fully participate in the local body of Christ, the local church. And none of us can fulfill God's purposes by ourselves. We, we uh, work together. So no one can say, well, I'm more important. And no, it's all parts of the body are important. All, uh, in our physical body, all parts are important. You, uh, uh, you know, lose a thumb and see how, what you think about that. It's, yeah, th th those parts are important. And then here's the last one in this uh, spiritual uh, health checkup. And then we're done with that. After that, you can go ahead and write your check for copay and, you know, we head home. No, don't head home. We eat some health food before you leave. And so here's the, here's the last one. A growing capacity for love. You know, for some of us, it's a difficult thing. To, uh, to express love, to show that love, and especially to those that are unlovely. But Paul refers to this in the last part of verse 16. Look there if you would. He talks about the church edifying. That word edifying means building up um, of itself in love. So the caliber of love he's talking about here is one that always looks at people and responds to people in love. I, I know, even in the ministry, it's easy to become skeptical, to become hardened uh, when people, there are many, maybe you don't know this, but there are many who want to take advantage of the church, who want to, um, they'll go from church to church to church. It's their, pretty much their job. And they may travel across the country that way and getting money, getting uh, gas, different things and uh, just playing on uh, the ministry of the church but uh, and I know I know that happens but uh, we are still uh, to love people we are not to just turn people away uh, you know let me put it this way when immature people are hurt by others when when people intentionally wound them with their maybe their words or their actions, their response is to, uh, uh, to get even, to hurt back. That's the way a lot of people respond. And they, they classify people who hurt them, you've hurt me, that makes you a bad person. You're one of the bad guys. 
and they, uh, and they want nothing to do with that, that person or people like that. But that's not spiritually mature people. Spiritually mature people, even people who have uh, done things in a negative way or uh, wounded them in a, in a time in the past, are still willing to reach out in love to try to help that individual. The greatest help we can be is spiritual help, pointing someone to Christ. So when they go through times like, uh, uh, like difficult times in their life, their response is to love that person all the more. And, um, and to wonder this, you know, why are they this way? You know, we're, we're not just going to write them off, but why are they always angry? Why are they always uh, 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 taking advantage of others? What made them into this kind of person? And we try to uh, uh, help them to get out of that mess. In other words, they display maturity, a maturity that expresses itself in empathy and compassion instead of revenge. That will blow the mind of most people in the world because if they've done you wrong and now they're back on the scene, they expect you to retaliate. They expect you to get angry. And I know it's easy, but I'm just saying if we act in a spiritually mature way, that we're not going to allow our anger to get the best of it. And our, our, our goal, our desire is to maybe restore, maybe that person's a believer, to restore them uh, to the uh, fellowship or to, uh, if they're lost, to see that person saved. So I think the aspect of maturity is what John is talking about in his first letter, 1 John, when he says this, we, in 1 John 3, 14, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Well, that's a pretty powerful word. Anyone who does not love remains in death. And so if we don't have the kind of love that Christ wants us to have, then we are displaying the fact that um, or we're acting more like a lost person than we are a mature believer. So there are, at the very least, we get, we'd have to conclude that person is spiritually immature. Uh, love does not, is not in them. Maturing believers, Christians who walk in close fellowship with Christ, they will become like him. And, um, and almost they have that limitless capacity to love people. That's not natural. That is what happens in spiritual growth. And so, uh, you know, let me ask you, and again, this is a question for you to answer yourself, but is there someone, a brother or a sister, that you're angry with, that uh, you haven't spoken to in a long time? Uh, is there someone that maybe they do rub you the wrong way, but uh, are you trying to reach out to them with a spirit of love, trying to bring them uh, up to the place where they should be spiritually. So is your capacity to love others, this is the key. Is it growing? Are you, from the moment you got saved to right now, tonight, has there been a growth in that area that you're actually able to love people that before you could have never loved? Uh, as I said this morning, we need to keep this in mind. Every individual we meet is an individual that Jesus Christ died for. And he loves them, regardless of the wicked con condition they may be in. He still loves them. Is your capacity of love growing? Do you follow what the Lord commands in Matthew 5, 44? Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. 
Do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. I just say these are the things that are going to be evident in our lives if we're growing spiritually. We're going to be doctrinally sound, stable in what, our, what we believe. We're not going to be tossed about by every wind of doctrine that comes down the pipe. We're going to have authentic relationships. It's not going to be just shallow. Uh, so it's not a matter of just reading certain words and not really meaning what we're saying, but we see a need and we uh, speak to that person about their condition, about uh, their, their uh, problem, and try to help them. And, and by the way, that doesn't mean we go talk to everybody else about it. That does not help. Uh, we, we keep things. We're confidential. We're, we're trustworthy. And then full participation in the body of Christ. We're serving God. What are, what are you doing? Are you involved? And then growing um, capacity for love. Are these things evident in your life? How's your spiritual health tonight? Um, maybe you, you need to come to the altar and uh, let the Lord begin to... Uh, help you to fix some of the problems that are there. Let's pray together. Father.